just recording a podcast this morning oh that's fun can i join hey yeah what are you doing i nothing really i was just in the neighborhood oh dude i have a couple mics set up nice let's what do we do uh we just talk oh (laughs) let's do it man i'm ready i don't think we should have a problem between the two of us no we could probably talk for like 80 hours straight i mean we should let's try it especially if we're playing on the nintendo switch yeah yeah doing that little that little uh bike game you, you take, <laughs> dude. You have that technique down. So on Mario Party, that's what it's called, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have this one where you you're like doing a little little trike race. Yep. And you got to take the controller and, and like, well, it wants you. It shows an example, and it shows like them little like, tiny handlebars. Like, what is this motion? Like handlebars. You don't do that with handlebars. Well, if you're on a, if they're only like it's two almost... inches wide, you would. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you're like kind of rocking back and forth. But uh, anyways, Dakota found a new technique where he holds it kind of like, I don't even know what this motion is either. A horizontal. Horizontal. And you, then you just rapid fire your wrist. You just... <laughs> exactly. You just speed down that race. And Dakota way. just hauls down. Flames behind the tires. Yeah, just screeching. <laughs> That's right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Season 1, Episode 7 of Cross Shoka TFL Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Anderson. I'm joined by the one and only, bodacious Dakota Rytan. Pleasure to be here, Zach. Pleasure to be here as well, man. This, this is our season finale. Woo! We better make it one to remember. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to remember it forever. <laughs> they all blend together. Like, like I'll be referring to a podcast, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, maybe that was Season 2. What? I mean, Episode 2. <laughs> Whoa! Oh. <laughs> it's prophetic. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. But, oh. like, you know, episode two blends with four. Like, right. Three, you know, I, I remember what we talked about in each one, but then, like, sometimes they merge together. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, man. But. Sometimes I forget, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyways, man. So, you said uh, we always talk about Nora. That's always our response. <laughs> well, yeah. Of course. Got to talk about the wife, about the kids. Yeah. Uh, you said that she, your your your, your daughter um, has began to walk. I mean, not walk. Whoa. <laughs> Where have I been? <laughs> I mean, crawl. Or like she could kind of pull herself up, right? Like, yeah, she like can crawl. She can crawl. She would rather army crawl because it's quicker for her. I believe it's called marine crawl. Oh, savage. <laughs> I said that to uh, Mike, our, our uh, instructor, or my friend. I don't know, whatever, you know. Because he's in the Marines or yeah, what? Yeah, so, so like one of the moves, I was like, oh, kind of like reverse army crawl. He goes, yeah, but he's a Marine. He goes, how about reverse Marine crawl? Oh, wow. He told you. Uh, what would a Navy crawl be, like swimming? Uh, no, they'd be sitting back at an Air Force carrier. <laughs> what? An aircraft carrier. <laughs> Eating in the mess hall. You haven't served in the military, have you? Well, no, I know most people roast the Navy. And the Air true. Force. That's true. I mean, I mean, they're no less important, but usually, like, you know, their their barracks and stuff are a lot better sure. than others. Sure. I don't know. That's only. I don't know. I'm either. only relaying information. Just look into it, okay? Would you just look into it? Nonetheless. Nonetheless, man. To get back to what we were talking about, <laughs> Nora uh, lists herself up on stuff. So I actually have to get a new entertainment center because. Her favorite toy right now is the hard drive on my PS4, and she likes to unplug it. <laughs> oh, that's a fun toy. Which is great when you're trying to game. Yeah, Just I perfect. could imagine. Yeah, so we got to get a new entertainment center. She's, like, all over the place. It's awesome. She's funny. 
So how's your week been? Uh, been really good, dude. It's been extremely, extremely busy. Actually, way too busy. It's been annoying, mm-hmm. actually. Like, I, I feel like I'm on super autopilot. You know, between the new Academy, of course, that's been the story for the last couple of weeks. Well, okay, two years, actually. But really, really been pushing, uh, putting a lot of time there. We actually laid our mats down. What, did that, what would that have been? Thursday night? Nice. Thursday night, we laid our mats down, 1,800 square feet of mats. And what's funny is the style of mats that we have in our new Academy you know, they're not like the puzzle mats, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're called tatami mats. So they're basically, I forget what the measurement is, it's in meters, you know, I have no idea what meters are, but it's like one by three meters, I think, oh, okay. something like that. So, but what they do is they like interlock almost, not like a puzzle piece, but they like butt up against each other with a pattern. Okay. So they're like all just stuck up against each other really, really tightly. And on the bottom, it has kind of like a really uh, like sticky, not sticky, but like grippy style material. Oh, okay. So, as we laid them down, there's only one corner of the building that we know is square. Yeah. And so you so went we, off that corner. Yeah, so we started there. But what's funny is we were kind of a little ignorant to laying these things down. Because, you know, as you get down, further down the mats, you know, you're laying them down, you're laying them down. And a sixteenth of an inch, like say if there's a just a little gap between them that you don't really notice. Mm-hmm. Those, like, compound till all the way down at the end you're off by, like, a half inch. And the mats aren't adding up. And it's like, what is going on? So we eventually... And you can't just move them. No, no. Because so they're sticky. Exactly. You can't just... Yeah, exactly. Wow. You can't just, like, butt them up against each other. You got to, like, relift them up and then, like, kind of shove them down to make sure they're super tight. So what we thought would, would have been, like, a, you know, just a couple hours is going to turn into a couple days worth. So after the podcast today, that's where that's I'm going. That's what you're doing. Yeah. So that was been a big part. That's what I call mat time. Hey, no pun intended, huh? <laughs> hey, so we got three items on our list today to talk about. First, it is the end of season one. But don't worry, next season will start January 2020 or maybe a little bit later. But 2020 nonetheless. That window. Okay, in 2020 we'll be back, okay? <laughs> Sometime. Sometime between January and December. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll just come back unexpected. Yeah, out of nowhere, man. Just You won't even see us like a freight train. It, it, I mean, it won't even be us anymore. It'll be Vin Diesel and that <laughs> other guy. <laughs> What's that guy's name? I can never remember it. Jason Tom Siegel. Hanks. Tom oh, no. Hanks. Oh, man. He's our, he's our guest host. <laughs> Dude, Curtis Hoppy, huh? Let's have him on the Let's show. Get him on the show. Next time he's in Montana, which will be like when he retires, probably. He'll <laughs> be like... I was going to say, what year do you retire? I was going to say, like, like, he'll be, like, 45, bro. Oh, wow. <laughs> I hope to retire when I'm 45. Hopefully his career takes off like that. If you don't know who Curtis Hoppy is, he's just, like, an awesome Christian hip-hop artist. One of the best right Like, now, really, honestly. yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Just look into it. Mm-hmm. So, number one, yeah, end of the season. Right now, we're so excited. Which segues into number two here, Dakota. Yeah. Thank you to our listeners uh, for being a part of the show. We're really, really blessed and overwhelmed with the amount of feedback, the amount of listens we've had. And yeah, we're really, really grateful that you would take time out of your day to join us and hopefully, hopefully get some value from us, you know, cause of course we like to have fun. We like to laugh. And, but we also, again, the, the goal of this podcast is to add a lot of value to your day. Mm-hmm. So we made a list here. So I'm able to look at the statistics, uh, SoundCloud is our host. And it gives us a lot of stats, you know, like where people listen, uh, what are, what's our biggest episode, you know, stuff like that. Like and what room of the house they're listening from? <laughs> like the kitchen? Did or? you see that on, like, you know those ring security systems? Not yeah. Not necessarily the doorbells, but like there's like home cameras. Oh, yeah, yeah. People have been hacking them and then talking to people. Well, that's funny. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't go right to funny. In other, in other news, yeah, that's just paranormal activity has spiked <laughs> through the roof. But, like, it showed this on, on the news the other day. Like, some little girl was in a room, and, and a guy was talking on it, oh. trying to get her to say, like, racial slurs <gasps> through a ring camera. Oh, my gosh. And then it showed, like, another guy in his kitchen, and somebody's, like, talking through the camera. Yeah, they hacked into it. and so. Are there any cameras in I don't know, man. That's what, like, I'm looking in the corners. Holy cow. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, not, yeah. So, anyways, I, we don't have that kind of information. Through if you're SoundCloud. listening to the podcast, we have that ability. I only know what room people are in when they listen, though. 
<laughs> so Dakota, we made a uh, wow. Did I just hit puberty? <laughs> Whoa! That's not Dakota. Twenty-four and still going through puberty. Yeah, man, I'm in my growth spurt. <laughs> Jake will know what I'm talking about. Wow, we we better like get into this. <laughs> what are we at? Forty-five minutes already. <laughs> hey, it's the season finale, huh? Well, I just went to New York. <laughs> Oh my. Okay. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> so, number one, Butte, Montana. Of course. Kind of no surprise there. It's a hometown. I listen to the podcast three times a day. So. <laughs> yeah, all of our yeah we <laughs> we're our biggest listeners. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I only listen to our podcast when I edit it. I only listen to it once after it's been released. Yeah. Sometimes five times. <laughs> no, it varies kidding. between one and forty-five times in a week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So two, and this is kind of random, but Mountain View, California. Yeah, thank you to our listeners there. I don't know anybody from Mountain View. At <laughs> least, at least I don't think I do. I have no idea. Yeah, maybe someone is like using a a server, well, like a VPN. Yeah, and saying they're from, and Mountain that's View. where they're. Or you know, it actually could be that we actually have real listeners in Mountain View. That's probably more <laughs> likely, honestly. Yeah, so thank you to our listeners there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Plains, Montana. No, no surprise there, actually. We have a great uh, backing in Plains with TFL. And, yeah, they've really been there to support TFL and Crossstroke. So thank you to our, our Plains family. Yeah. Number four, Billings, Montana. My hometown. Represent. Get crunk. Woo. Number five, Clifton, New Jersey. Wow. Kind of another one that I, I don't think I know anybody from over there. I mean, I only lived there for 19 years of my life. Oh, okay. So your hometown Billings, but you lived in Clifton? Yeah, for the other 19 years. Do you think that's how you say it, Clifton? Probably. Is that, or does that like sound like a Montana person trying to say it? I don't think they would say Clifton. Well, we have a Montana accent, so. Do we really? Other people say I know. Montanans You know, do. we were in Vegas watching Blue Man Group. Yeah. And it was just my parents and I and, and my niece. And we were chatting, and this guy in front of us goes... Oh, what brings you into the states? And, what? What do you think you're like, from? What do you mean? And he goes, "Oh, up from Canada, down from Canada." And we're like, "No." But oh, he totally, wow. he totally thought we we had like a real hard Canadian. Were accent. you doing the Midwestern thing? Like, don't you know? Oh, out and about, eh? <laughs> oh, how about these blue men? See, I think that's the difference between Montana's. We don't generally we don't say things like that. We we do the the ope. Ope. <laughs> Let me just. I thought that was just a scoosh by you here now. Yellow. <laughs> Montana's just your average 40-year-old white male. Farmer guy, yeah. Anyways, thank you, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so next is Watertown, New York. No, I think uh, my good friend Curtis is out there, and I, I'm pretty sure that's where he's from. Curtis Hoppy? <laughs> no, Curtis Bosley. Uh, he's a, a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with a, with a Flavio Bearing uh, Academy out there. Really good friend, loves the Lord. That's and cool. uh, so thank you out there, if that's you, because I'm pretty sure that's where he's from. He's just getting everybody out there to listen to us. That's it, man. Uh, number seven, old Cairo, Egypt. Hmm. No surprise there, huh? A kind of a surprise. <laughs> I only know one person that lives out there. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, Pretty good, uh, pretty good group of friends out in Cairo. Oh yeah, you visit there on the weekends. Or? I lived there for 19 years, oh. actually. <laughs> um, and then next, Bozeman, Montana, pretty close to where we're at in Butte. Yep. And then uh, number nine, old Riverton, Utah. And lastly, Salt Lake City, Utah. Cool. And I know some people in Utah. Do you know any people in Utah? Um, I do now. Oh, I know I don't. <laughs> Yes, I do. I have a couple friends out there, but I don't think they listen to the podcast. <laughs> all, all your friends in Utah are like, what What am I? <laughs> <laughs> what am I, Chop no, Louie? I don't know anyone in Utah, man. <laughs> Chop Louie? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and here's kind of a fun statistics that, it's a statistic that we wanted to share. Um, so, so if we go into Spotify, you know, it, it'll share specifics. It, it, Spotify is really great for that. It'll share how long someone listened to an episode. It's really creepy like that. Yeah, it tells us where you are. No, I'm just kidding. It's like the ring for for listening 
platform. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was like, I thought you meant the movie, The Ring. It's like The Ring with that little girl with long little black hair. That comes out of the TV. That's how creepy Spotify is. Um, that's, uh, anyways. So, anyways, they'll tell us, like, um, demographic um, as well as gender, stuff like that. And so what was really interesting is um, over 72% of our listeners on Spotify identify as females. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. So thank you, ladies. Especially because I rarely relate to the female gender. You don't you don't identify as one? Well, that too, but I don't I don't <laughs> think we correlate that in our podcast well. Like No. W- w- like we we we're, I feel like we're kind of really male people. <laughs> well, I sure hope so. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyway, so thank you there. That was just kind of a fun thing to share. Yeah, that's crazy. Number three on our can opener here. Let us know what you have liked and what you haven't liked from season one. Preferably only what you've liked. Otherwise, you'll hurt my feelings. And if you have any ideas for season two, please let us know. Uh, We're always open to suggestions. And after all, this podcast is for you, listeners. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You my hype guy? Yeah. presence of jesus <laughs> so we have some gifts here from yeah, some listeners i have no idea i thought you brought them no dude i thought you did no are they from jesus <laughs> they might be jesus's presence i think actually i see on this one here that uh it says from an anonymous listener on the side oh dude you better open it Oh my goodness. Could you make a bigger mess? <laughs> I'm so sorry. What do you There's confetti there? everywhere. Uh, yeah, no, it just exploded all over the room. No, I, uh, it, it, okay, so it's this big box. It's probably three by three feet, not inches. And it's red and green wrapping paper. And there's like a bunch of confetti and those like nasty packing peanuts inside of it. I hate those. And inside... Okay, guys. It is a plush hippo. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> Seriously? Zach, did you get me this? I think it was from the presence of Jesus. Nonetheless, I will cuddle with it every night. Don't let Nora see it. Oh, that's a good idea. I'll just give it to Nora. All right, I'm going to As long open... as she doesn't call it Dada instead of me. I'm going to open mine. It, it's been making sounds the entire time we've been recording. So... All right, it's, it's six feet by six feet here. It's a big box. It's, it's <coughs> huge. All right. Ooh, we got more of those packing peanuts. Oh, I don't eat those. All right, here we go. We're pull, pulling it out. Dude. Oh my, oh, my goodness. I think I think this is a stuffed eagle. I think those are illegal. It actu- it's actual eagle? It looks like it, huh? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's disturbing. What's this? Oh, it's a, it's a picture of Vin Diesel below it. <laughs> It says Godspeed. <laughs> I love it. We should actually just have those in the in the office here. Stuffed a stuffed American eagle. And, what? And a plush hippo. Bald eagle, I mean. American eagle. <laughs> a and stuffed a model from American Eagle. <laughs> That's disturbing. Man, these mannequins look so real. These are the weirdest presents I've ever received in my entire life. Who sent these? Maybe maybe our friend Jake sent us these. Ah, shipping must have been a fortune. <laughs> Probably worth it for for us to talk about it on the podcast. Ah, uh, I think so. He wouldn't mind. Probably not. Presents. So we're talking about presents. This is not my favorite present I've ever received. No, I I like this. I think I'm gonna keep it forever. It does it does resemble my favorite Christmas song though. There's a hippo song. Yes. You didn't know that? Hmm. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. You don't know that song? I have no idea what you're talking about. <gasps> we got to play a little snippet of it. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Pretty much. Yeah? Only a hippopotamus will do. I want a hippopotamus. 
is it like one of the songs you used to sing in like grade school? Well, maybe. Like maybe at my grade school. <laughs> the school oh, in, New, in New Jersey. The school for overweight younglings. Uh, so here we go. Let's uh, reel <laughs> things back in, huh? Woo! Come on, got me a morning. Yeah. <laughs> the presence of Jesus. All right. So last week we talked about why Jesus came. Okay, this week we're going to talk about where Jesus is somewhat. Ah. You know, not necessarily the presence he gives, but where is his presence? Hey, mm-hmm. a little play on words, mm-hmm. huh? So I just wanted to recap with John 1, 10 through 14. Uh, I didn't mention this last week, but we're, we read from uh, the NLT uh, specifically. Well, I do. If, I, if, if I'm reading something, usually it's an NLT if version. it's me, I usually read from the message version. <laughs> or the Anglo-go... Anglo-go? <laughs> what? Anglo-Christian version. <laughs> I've never heard of the Anglo... It's a, Anglo- it's a, it's a <laughs> mathematical version of the Bible. It just I has read- numbers. <laughs> you gotta decrypt it. Uh, anyway, so John 1, 10 through 14. Uh, he came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. So Jesus identified himself with humanity by becoming human. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about this pretty extensively last yeah, week, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and how he ultimately gave his life as a ransom for many, which uh, Mark ten forty five says. Now, um, we might refer to some verses but not read them just for time's sake. Sure. But uh, feel free to look into it. Yeah. You know, don't take our word for it. Oh, I butchered something last week. Romans 8, 28 or something. Oh, what was it? Yeah, yep. I had the wrong You're reference. about to butcher it again. Dang it. Is it 623? No. Dang it, what is that one? For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah, Romans 828. That's what it, uh, yeah. Isn't it? I don't know. Oh Probably my gosh. not. We're about to butcher it two yeah. weeks in a row. Man, you, you, think I'd, you think I'd know my Bible, no, huh? because Romans 828 is, and we know that all things work together for get to them that love God. Right. So. It's in the Bible. <laughs> Just look into it. <laughs> don't take, this is why you shouldn't take our word yeah, for this. Yeah, yeah. No, take our word for it. It's it's Romans eight twenty eight. <laughs> um, so here's what I wanted to talk about, Dakota, to get us to get us in the right idea of where Jesus is now. We need to look at where he went after he came. Right? He didn't come as a baby. Okay, he did, but that wasn't the ultimate goal. Right? He sure. grew, and eventually, Christ died for our sins, which First Corinthians fifteen three through seven uh, says says uh, he was buried. And he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said, right? The, a lot of the Old Testament, you could basically summarize the whole Old Testament as this foreshadowing of, of someone coming that would take the sins of the world, mm-hmm. right? He was seen by Peter and then by the 12. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, mm-hmm. most of whom are still alive at this time of the writing of, of this letter in Corinthians. I thought you were going to say alive Most of them today. are still around, bro. You can go ask them. Yeah, him. just ask them. Wow. <laughs> um, and then he was seen by James and later by all the apostles. So there's there's all this proof that that Jesus rose again. And if Jesus didn't rise from the grave, mm-hmm. the believers wouldn't have risked their lives to carry on this message of hope in Jesus. Absolutely. Right? Like it doesn't like so so there's it's indisputable. Mm-hmm. It's 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 historical. It's historical proof. exactly. And why would they continue to? To, with this facade of saying Jesus rose again if he really didn't, mm-hmm. you know. And so, but this brings us to the question of where is Jesus now? Right. If he rose from the grave. Okay, where is he at, huh? He out in the woods with... He's he, Maybe, what if he's like in a Sasquatch suit? <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he hasn't had time for a haircut in 2,000 <laughs> years. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> that sounds kind of sacrilegious, but... Um, and after his resurrection, he told his disciples uh, what can be found in Acts 1, verses 8 through 9. 
But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Verse 9, After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. So this was the last uh, kind of physical sighting of Jesus, right? Of course, we know he later revealed himself to Paul. Uh, Saul at the time kind of turned into Paul. Mm-hmm. But this was like the last time you see Jesus, right? And all of this was part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, like the overall message of the Old Testament, like I said, is Jesus coming, but also leaving. And usually we don't think about that. You know, like part of it was, you know, he wasn't meant to stay here forever. Like, you know, I, I think Pastor Randy, our, our pastor here at Journey Church in Butte, did a really good message one time talking about why Jesus had to leave, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about that too. But like one of the main things that he said that I remember was he could do more, like, like if Jesus was in one physical spot, mm-hmm. it would be like a leader, you know, and everybody would continually try to go to the leader and like, sure. You know, and we and we later read that the Holy Spirit comes and is able to dwell with all of us. Yep. So it's like we all have that same presence of God, so to speak. Yeah. With all of us, rather than like one physical person. You know, and so it's and, a way better system when you think about it. Yeah, it's like Wi-Fi rather than a landline. Yeah, it's like it's like the cloud. Yeah, it's like that's why Jesus went up there. Yeah, Stadia. It. <laughs> It's not like Stadia. It's the, it's the opposite of that, actually. It's uh, Netflix for church. <laughs> no, it's Jesus went up into the cloud, and now we all have it. Oh, dude, I didn't catch that at all. That was Yeah, funny. there you go. Okay, I'm, oh, I'm following. <laughs> Got a couple <laughs> steps behind. Uh, two steps ahead now. Buckle up. <laughs> so, in the grand scheme of things, Jesus told us in John 16 that it is best for us that he goes away. Because if he doesn't, the advocate won't come. If he does go away, then he will send it to us. Mm-hmm. Now, what is the advocate? You want the definition of the word? or Well, well what's he referring it? to? What do you think? The Holy Spirit, right. of course. Now, how would you define advocate off the top of your head? Advocate, someone who speaks on your behalf. Sure, kind of like a lawyer. Yeah, almost, absolutely. In, in, in that way. Mm-hmm. And another name, right, what, what, of course what he's talking about is the Holy Spirit. And we'll talk more deeply about the Holy Spirit, I think, in, in future podcasts. Yeah. But right now what we're really mainly talking about is where Jesus is, what he's doing, mm-hmm. that kind of idea. But a part of the reason why he left was so the Holy Spirit could come. Now, true or false, Dakota? The Holy Spirit is what is dwelling within us, not Jesus. True. I think so. Yeah. Because. That's what the Bible says. I think that's, I just look into it, man. It's in there. <laughs> when I'm in an argument, that's just all I say. So. Well, that's what the Bible says. Yeah, exactly. So when we talk about Jesus, bring your presence or, you know. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Are we theologically incorrect? I think so. Yeah? Because, like, you know, when people are like, Jesus has come into my life, become my Lord, become my Savior. Yeah. That's a really common prayer. Mm-hmm. And, of course, God answers that prayer. He goes beyond our our limited theological knowledge. Yeah. Right? The child uh, childlike faith. Yeah. If we have that, we're okay. You don't need to... Yeah. Have systematic theology. You can just say, Jesus, heal my ouchie, and, and he'll hook you up. <laughs> Even something as simple as that, though. That's the God we serve, right? Yeah. But now, are we wrong in saying that? So, like you said, no, we're not wrong in, in praying anything. Sure. But I think that there... I think there's a bunch of phrases that we use in, in the Christian world that just don't make sense. And we just use them just because we hear other people say them. Oh, dude, I'm so excited you brought this up because here's, okay, you know, back when you did host interviews, I asked you what some of your pet peeves are. Oh, yeah, yeah. I never got the chance to share mine. Oh, yeah. Well, here's one. Okay. Is when people say God will never give you more than you can handle. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. Okay. Why do we need Jesus? Right. Why do we need God at all? Right. No, no. God won't give me more than I can handle, man. (laughs) Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I got this. Okay. Go ahead. 
Oh, I can't stand that. Yeah, that's a that's a bad one. That's a really bad one. Or okay, here's one. Here's one. This one might might surprise you. Oh, dude, it was such a god thing. Aren't all things like? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yesterday there was. I mean, I my rent got paid. It was such a god thing. Oh my god. Oh. Oh, it just gets me. Tur- my toes curl. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <sighs> I'm okay though. Thank you. Here's a new one that I don't really like. Leaning into. Mm. I'm just right now. I'm just leaning into his word. I'm just leaning into what he what he's ha- what he has for me. Hmm. You mean you're kind of just you know resting on it? I don't know yeah, what, what people think mean? that they're. I don't think people even think about it. They're yeah. like, I like the way that sounds. I'm gonna use that. Or chew on it. Yeah, you hate that. That one. That That's one not does. really Christian lingo though. Well, I mean, it is some, used. Well, people will be like, hey, you take this verse, chew on it a little bit. Okay, what, like a big piece of jerky that's and, dry? You know, and rah, that rah. must really bother you because you don't like people chewing their food. Oh, drives me. That's another pet peeve. So our friend Louis sent us this video the other day. <laughs> Are you going to call him out right now just like that? Okay, our friend who shall not be named, <clears throat> even though I just named him, sent us this video the other day and he's just... He's in the video, right? I couldn't even pay attention to the video because he sounds like he's just going to town on a on a bowl of dog food. You're <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> it's like, what are you eating? Oh my gosh. Okay. What were, what were we talking about? Um, Jesus. I think we need to reel things back in oh, again. Oh yeah, I think you're right, bro. Come on, got me a morning. Yeah. <laughs> So, Zach, what is Jesus doing right now? I'm glad you asked. We're going to go through about four scripture verses that will help give us an idea of what Jesus is doing right now. Okay, so Hebrews 10, 11 through 14. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and read this one just because I can't paraphrase it without butchering the whole point of it. That's so, probably good. So, under the Old Covenant, okay, that was uh, the Old Testament, the old way of making humanity right with God. That's mm-hmm. what this is referring to. Under the Old Covenant, the priest stands and ministers before the altar day after day, offering the same sacrifices again and again, which can never take away sins. Okay, But our high priest offered himself, referring to Jesus, to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time. Mm-hmm. Okay, Then he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. There he waits until his enemies are humbled and made a footstool under his feet. For by that one offering he forever made perfect those who are being made holy. Oh, what a perfect concept. Oh, dude, it, yeah. It's, it, it actually kind of gives me goosebumps, really. Right. I mean, it just, that that's the gospel message, you know, and I think this verse is overlooked a lot in the I concept. I think so, too. Because it really, it, it connects the Old Testament to the New Testament, mm-hmm. what Jesus did, what he's doing, and, and what he's waiting for, so to speak. And maybe that's why people have this misconstrued idea of what where Jesus is or what he's doing mm-hmm. because this verse isn't looked into that much. No, not at all. And again, it comes back to that idea that Jesus, whenever we think of Jesus and the gospel, we think that, oh, he died for my sins. So we see Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. Okay, then Easter brings us to the tomb, but yep. he left the tomb. Yep. Right, that's the gospel message. But then also you could add on like part See, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. That he he rose, and then also that he's coming back, mm-hmm. right. But we can't we can't neglect what he's doing right now because so often our hope is in him coming back. Yep, that we forget what he's he's actually doing something right now. Right, and so seated at at the place of honor at God's right hand, what is significant about that? What's significant about that is is the importance of Jesus continuously filling that position that we no longer have to fill anymore. Right. He's always at the right hand of the Father. He made that sacrifice for all of time. And now he... Doesn't it say he is praying on our behalf? Yeah, yeah, interceding on our behalf, too. And we have a couple verses about that. You know when Stephen was giving his... um, I don't know what you call it, kind of his, his speech to the Sanhedrin... Um, he's the first martyr. Was I, it a testimony? It was a testimony, uh, but he was also, he just linked the whole Old Testament to the New Testament, who this character was that, that the Pharisees and Sadducees killed. Um, but 
before they pull him out to stone him and kill him, he said something like, I see the heavens open up and, and Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father. Mm -hmm. And that's what really turned up, you know, the Sanhedrin. Is yeah. it, they, they covered their ears. Because what that meant was that Jesus is equal to God, the Father. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what he was saying. Yeah. And that's what we see all the more reason why Jesus' sacrifice was accepted. Yep. So if he's seated at the right hand of the Father, it's the highest place of honor ever. Mm -hmm. That's where Jesus is. And within that whole idea, it shows what God we serve again, man. You know? Yeah. So, and also in there, we see that he's waiting until his enemies are humbled and made a footstool under his feet. That makes me feel like a G. Yeah. Like, Come at me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I got a God waiting for you. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want to be a footstool? <laughs> so John 14 verses one through three says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you, so that you will always be with me where I am. What is this verse saying, Zach? Man, that Jesus is literally preparing, like, a special place for his followers. Right? Yeah. You know, like, that's that's also part of his, his current role. You know, in his father's house there are many rooms, and there's a place for us. Right. That he's preparing. That's another important part to our belief, too, is that Christianity, through Jesus, provides a sense of hope for the future. Because there's so many beliefs in people that don't have beliefs at all that it's just dreadful and not, not hopeful. And so this provides us like a sense of purpose, like, one day in the future, I'm going to be there with Jesus. Do you think I'll be able to come visit your house in heaven? I have no idea. Me either. But do you think this 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 verse, and there's a couple other verses similar to this, mm -hmm. that your, he, okay, heaven is is the ultimate, you know, destination. Sure. Okay, where we will be with Jesus face to face. Yep. But now, do you think your heaven will be a little bit different than my heaven? No. I think that's where a lot of weird religions come from. It could be a little based weird, on right? works and stuff like that. But is there something to say with a special place being prepared for us? Is that in general? Is that individual? Here's what I think. I think the absolute best place to be is in the presence of God. Agreed? Oh yeah. Worshiping Jesus. In the presence of God. <laughs> and that can be... <laughs> See, that's exactly where this Christian thing goes. <laughs> Nonetheless, in heaven, that's I feel like that's going to be... Well, I know that's going to be our only purpose there. Sure. And I think, too, say the thief hanging on the cross. Mm -hmm. Okay, who barely made it into heaven by the skin of his teeth, so to speak. Right. You know, at that last moment, he's like, you know, remember me today. Yeah versus the person who's always known the Lord for 85 years and dies. Sure. Okay. Both are going to the same place. Yeah. Whatever God does there, we'll find out. Yeah. You know, whether, because there's a special crown that we receive, you know, all, all these things about heaven that we could talk about. Yet, if we accept Jesus, whether you're on your deathbed or just born, mm -hmm. you know, so to speak, it doesn't matter. Here's one thing to say about that, though. It is such a gift to be able to worship God here on earth amidst mm. turmoil and pain because we can't so do that true. in heaven. So true, because there's some luxuries that we have here that we won't have there. And it's weird to think about them as luxuries, but it's it's true. It's, mm -hmm. it's stuff that's not possible mm -hmm. in heaven. Yeah, like, you know, like you said, turmoil, suffering. Mm -hmm. and comfort in that mm -hmm. you know what i mean things like that um you know and, and and the responsibilities that we have of stewardship too you know like money and time mm -hmm. you know things like that that aren't don't might not necessarily matter in heaven sure and you we know? don't necessarily actually we do we get to enjoy mm -hmm. those things now on earth because mm -hmm. we're following a god that provides a way for us to do so 
And I think oftentimes we shrink heaven into an escape from our current reality. It's true. It's so much more than that. Absolutely. You know, heaven heaven isn't meant to be like this this thought of, oh man, I can't wait till I'm done with this. this sure, as <laughs> a dumb place. You know, that's no, you're you're like slapping Jesus in the face because we need to live the life that Jesus died and mm-hmm. rose again for us to have. Yep. Like that's you're here f- to live that life. Yep. And if all we're doing is 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 whiny Christians waiting to go to heaven, then preach. Yeah, I mean really though, like yeah. that that's another kind of I think an underlying crumbling foundation of the Christian faith sometimes sure. is that heaven is an escape. Yep. It's not. Right? Anyways. Wow. We could probably talk about that for a couple of days, huh? Another verse is John 1, 32 through 34. Is John testified. This is when he's he, he was baptizing um, Jesus, right? I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't know he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, the one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testify that he is the chosen one of God. Mm-hmm. Here's another interesting verse that a lot of people overlook. is This is saying that Jesus baptizes us with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Which is interesting. Right. And usually not talked about much. Sure. So, again, we could talk about the Holy Spirit in another podcast, and I think we should. You know, the, I think a lot so of people too. are scared of the Holy Spirit. A lot of there's a lot of misconceptions about the uh, Holy Spirit. Misunderstandings. And a lot of people just avoid it because I do think the Holy Spirit, you know, any any Holy Spirit doctrine has been abused quite a bit. Sure. Sometimes. And it can be scared to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't want to shy away from what the scriptures are clear on. Either. Absolutely. And the Holy Spirit is a very, very important part of the Trinity, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, of God as a whole. Yeah. And our day-to-day lives right now. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is that this scripture clearly talks about that Jesus baptizes us with the Holy Spirit. Now, indwelling and baptism in the Holy Spirit are, are very different instances as well. Overall, we should seek the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Now, that is where it's different from Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So, when we say, Jesus be with me, do you think instead he's like, all right, I'll send the Holy Spirit? Absolutely, because Jesus said, I'll, I'll do you one better. That's just it, huh? Yeah. And so I think, again, you know how we said we can say a prayer and God knows what's best mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. We can say, Jesus, come, come fill me with your presence or Jesus be with me right now. And he'll be like, I got you. Right. Right. I know what you need. I know what you actually are asking It's like when for. you go to a restaurant and you're like, ah, I'm not sure what to order. Get, uh, just give me what you think is best for me. And, and your mm-hmm. waiter's like, I know exactly <laughs> what you want. You want this special. You want the, the carne asada. Yeah. You want the, that's you, huh? <laughs> With at, shrimp. At Christina's. <laughs> oh, yeah. You You'll know, hook them up. Yeah. Like, uh, what would you recommend? Uh, say no more. <laughs> I got you. It's like when you walk into Mr. Dogs and he's oh, like, I know exactly what you want. That's it, man. Yeah. Usually I mix it up a lot of Mr. D- Mr. Dogs, though. But I bet that guy can tell – he can read you oh, like yeah. a book when oh, you walk in. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite place. So, yeah, thank God that we don't have to know the biggest words. Yeah. You know, we don't have to have the exact definition. No. Um, you don't have to have your life put together to pray to him. Mm-hmm. So anyways, but just like, so we kind of understand how this all works in, in exactly where Jesus is. And so not that the Holy Spirit's less either. No, it's an equal part it's, of the Trinity. Yeah. And maybe that's why I think we feel safer or more secure praying Jesus be with me. Sure. Or maybe we should switch it and be like, Jesus, I trust your Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm you know, strengthen me as my advocate, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we could trust those prayers. We could trust the Holy Spirit's presence. Romans eight thirty four says, Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. 
and you referred to this verse just uh, a little bit ago, you yeah. know, that he's, he's pleading for us. Uh, another version says interceding on our behalf, yeah. that kind of idea. Now, this shows, you know, that he's in our corner, so to speak. Sure. You know, because there's, during a fight, you know, you have your two cornermen who are, are rooting for you, but also giving you counsel, you know, and, and just always, they got your back. Not only that, they're also providing you ways to, to fight better, like giving you water, mm-hmm. like putting and, and cream on your... Cream. What is it called? Vaseline. It's Vaseline, or what do they call it? Petroleum jelly? Yeah. But they're like fixing fixing you up so you can get back out mm-hmm. there. Exactly, and, yeah, and taking care of you, right? But this shows that kind of God, right? That he's got our back, he's in your corner, he's always pleading your case. Mm-hmm. Right, so maybe you need to hear that today again. Like that, that this is the God we serve. You know, you should never feel guilty because, because of Jesus's death, his resurrection, his exalted position at God's right hand, and his constant intercession for you. He's always saying, you know, say when you screw up, he's pleading to God the Father, saying, "I, I took that. You know, that's put that on me. Mm-hmm. You know, I got his back. That's my fault. You know, I took that pain. I yeah. took that." You know, um, not necessarily his fault, but like I take the punishment. Yeah. Put it on me. So that's that's Jesus, man. That's what he's doing constantly on your behalf. Yeah. What what more could you ask for? Right. That's like a, an absolute best friend. Yeah. Yeah. A friend that sticks closer than a brother, as, as the scriptures say. Yeah. Uh, wherever, wherever that is, let's look into it. <laughs> I could remember stuff like that, but I, I'm horrible with references. Yeah. I don't know. I you don't can know. quote you can quote the scripture perfectly, but you can't tell me where it's at. Yeah, most of the time I'm pretty close with the with the um, the book. Yeah, you know, but as far as the numbers go, I was like, huh. Yeah. For my ordination um, test, you know, you have to remember sixteen doctrines yep. and verses to back them up. Mm-hmm. And dude, that was so hard for me. Like that was good for me though. Um, but guess what? Like like Romans three twenty three. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There you go. Is that we, that one? We finally yeah. did it. We did it. Go team. <laughs> Another verse that talks about him interceding for us is Hebrews 7.25. There's a couple other verses out there um, to look into that one as well. And in conclusion, uh, we can read John 14, verses 12 and 14, which says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Jesus is fulfilling his purpose in glorifying the Father. And it shows us what his role is in that as well. Right, That he's pointing to God. God's pointing to him, pointing to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit brings it back to God. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just this potentially confusing um, sure but perfectly working but it, it works you know what i mean it, it all works out yeah so jesus is glorifying the father and he's doing this by granting the, the prayers of righteous believers mm-hmm. you know and so in proverbs it talks about you know um so you know how it, the the bible talks about how god will grant us the desires of our hearts but also what's interesting is he gives us those same desires. So he like kind of plants the seed of, of, of a passionate desire to see his name glorified. Mm-hmm. Then we pray to him to say, hey, use me to glorify your name. Mm-hmm. And he's more than happy to fulfill that, that yep. desire. So it's this, this awesome, like, it's all him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all him, but it's all unto his own glory. It's and a God thing. It's a God thing, bro. Just a, <laughs> just a God thing. <laughs> So, all together, Jesus is doing something right now. Yep. Right? He's waiting to come back. We eagerly await that. Yeah. But we don't overlook his role in, in being our, intercess, our intercessor. Mm-hmm. Um, he's baptizing the Holy Spirit. Yep. Right? He's preparing a place for us. Yep. Um, he's answering our prayers by, um, and through that, to glorify the Father. And he's kind of still taking on sin in a way oh that's another great because he did he did die for our sins but he died for sins of the past present and future Mm -hmm. at that point Mm -hmm. as that that perfect sacrifice Mm -hmm. which we talked about in hebrews that awesome verse 
um, as our high priest. Right. So, like, and yeah. not to just put Jesus in a box like that, because mm-hmm. God's definitely outside of any realm that we can completely and fully understand. But it's important for us to understand what Jesus's role is, so that we can understand the presence of Jesus in mm-hmm. our lives. Walkout song of the week. And his name is John C. LFGD by Dylan Francis. This is on, uh, what's his name, um, Ninja's album, kind of. I don't even think he did anything on it, but just get his name plastered on it. Isn't but, that him saying? Yeah, it is, it is. He, he says words in the song, right? Yeah, he does. But this song is uh, submitted by our very own JW. It's So if you don't have a walkout song, that is an awesome walkout song. Extremely hype, level 100. For sure. Banana Split. (laughs) We were at a fight event, Dakota. Your first, am I right? That was my first fight experience. Your first fight experience in Helena, and our good uh, friend at TFL, Anthony Curtis, had a fight that night, Mm -hmm. and... So it kind of turned into a low-key nightmare for a while because yeah. his opponent went missing in action. Mm-hmm. Don't know where he went. And Still were, don't know. Yeah, exactly. Where I don't even know. Kokomo Islands, last I heard. <laughs> anyway, so we hope he's okay. But they were going to find a replacement, and a couple mm-hmm. replacements fell through, and one of the guys down from uh, the lab stepped in. Uh, the lab's a, a really well-known... Um, Martial Arts Academy, basically, where that brings out some really good competitors. And so, all that to say, they ended up doing a shoot boxing match. And so, Curtis was the second to last fight. It was really important for the night. Yeah, it was, it was one of the main events, you know, the co-main event, basically. So, it was a big fight. Mm-hmm. And um, Alex Sexton and I were saying, okay, after the intermission, we'll start getting you warmed up. Yep. And his fight... You know, would be probably 15 minutes after that, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. So Anthony has his headphones on, and we let him know, hey, after the intermission, meet us in the locker room. Yep. And so Alex and I are like, okay, the intermission was, you know, just about done. And so we go back to the locker room and can't find him. Yep. And we told you, because you came along to help kind of watch Alex's kids. Yep. So you were, you were chilling watching the kids, and Alex and I are trying to find Curtis. Well, what really worried me is they're kind of gearing up for the fight right before his. Mm-hmm. And Alex comes out and he's like, no big deal, but if you see Anthony, just <laughs> let him know we're looking for him. And I'm like, hmm. uh, you mean the whole reason we're here? Oh, okay. <laughs> so time just kind of seemed like it was going really fast all well, of a sudden. for sure. Because the fights were going quick. Yep. You know, and all of a sudden it was like, He's pretty much on deck. Yeah, and so out of nowhere, I'm I'm come I'm flying back out of the locker room again, and all of a sudden there he is with his poncho on and his <laughs> headphones, and I'm like, hey, you know, and I and I don't I, I try really hard to not sound in a rush, yep, or in a hurry as to make a fighter or competitor worried. Yep. So I'm like, hey, let's go ahead and get warmed up. Well, inside I'm like, where have you been? We gotta find you. We gotta get you warmed up right now. Let's go. <laughs> so then. Out of nowhere, then I see Alex, like, booking it around one of the bleachers, sees me, and then sees Curtis. Is like, oh, you found him. And I'm like, yeah, you know, relax, we're good. So we get him back there, get him warmed up. Everything ended up working out just fine. Absolutely. But it was one of those things where it's like, man. It was a God thing. It, it, oh, don't ever say that. <laughs> but it was a, definitely a nail-biter yeah. uh, banana split kind of moment because we lost our competitor. You know what? It all worked out in the end, didn't it? It did work out. What? <laughs> Remind me how he won again. So the guy came out and just started giving it to Curtis, right? Sure. Way more than we thought he was going to. So I remember in the corner, I was like, dude, open up. You know, he's got to yep. start throwing some punches because the guy ended up throwing Curtis to the ground. This was all within like seconds. Yeah, like like 45 seconds. And so they get back up. And what's really funny about Anthony is he is a stand-up guy. Yeah. You know, 
figuratively and physically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a stand-up guy. He's a stand-up guy. But he's really, really clean boxing. I mean, he could, if he touches yeah. you, I mean, you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. So the guy ended up getting him against the cage. You know, that's one way to combat a guy with good hands is, you know, don't give him space to throw. Sure. So he gets him up against the cage, and I see Anthony has his neck, you know, in a guillotine position. And what's interesting is I don't think I've ever seen Anthony really complete a submission. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, not that he can't, but he just doesn't. Sure. You know, and so... He ends up having this guy in a guillotine, and I'm looking, and I, they're kind of, I, I see the guy's back, so I yeah. can't really see where his hand positioning is, and I see the guy spit out his mouth guard. That's when you know he's, he's looking for air. Oh, wow. He just spits it out to get a little bit more room in his mouth, and at that point, I'm like, go for it, because a lot of guys will go for a guillotine when it's not there, and sure. they'll burn out their arms, and then the guy that you were trying to do the guillotine on is really mad at you <laughs> at that point. So... He, when he spit the mouth guard out, I'm like, dude, just go for it. Yeah. So he was getting it, getting it, and then all of a sudden he jumped guard, and which, again, is unheard of for Anthony to do. So sure. they're standing up at this point. He has his neck. Then the next thing, he hops with both feet up, hooks him around the guy, falls to his back, and just squeezes his neck and gets a submission. And that was like a minute 30. Like yeah. all that, it was, it was like action-packed minute 30. Right. And the crowd went crazy. The crowd went crazy. And, and what's funny it. is – I had just learned about shoot boxing mm -hmm. that day because the main thing is you can only be on the ground for 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. And so for that to be the one way he won the fight was incredible. <laughs> yeah, it was it was amazing because it was supposed to be an MMA, but they met in the middle ground. They didn't do boxing. They didn't do kickboxing. And they didn't necessarily do MMA, but you mix all those together with only 10 seconds on the ground, like he yep. said. So it was a good compromise. Yeah. It was still a good fight. Still a good Oh, it go. was, it was, and honestly, in my opinion, it was probably the best fight of the night. Yeah. Yeah, there were some good fights, but that was, that was an exciting match. Yeah. So, and yeah, man, God did some great things that night as well. For and sure. In us and through us, and I think we represented him well. So I'm glad you came. Uh, me too. Thanks for having me there. So just a reminder, uh, we have this new segment, Neck of the Woods. We're going to really try to hit it hard next season. If you have uh, a fight coming up, if you need fighters, if you're a company looking for some more like revenue and attention and audience, just hit us up on social media or through our website and let us know, and, and we'd be proud to, to kind of give you a little little plug there in, in our podcast. That's what's going on around the country. Here's what's happening in your neck of the woods. So verse of the week for this week's podcast is Psalms 139, verse 7, which says, Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? When you look into it, you got to look into it. Look uh, into it. I'm when you look into, into it. it. And book of the week this week is To Hell with the Hustle by Jefferson Bethke. This is my wife's favorite book right now. It is phenomenal. I highly recommend getting it. Hmm. I would get it on Amazon, super cheap, or you can get an audiobook version of it as well. Um, Jefferson Bethke's been around for a long while. Uh, he does a lot of spoken words. He does a lot of preaching, teaching. He does a podcast that's really good. I listen to his one called Five Minute Fatherhood. It's awesome. It's a great way to start my day. And uh, this book is perfect for this season of December because it's all about changing habits and not focusing on goals but focusing on a new sense of purpose and not trying to timeline your day out to a point where you're not giving freedom for other things oh sounds like a good book yeah it's really good especially because christmas time can get crazy busy especially in ministry right and we can just focus on i got this and this and this mm. and this and just make a checklist when really we just need to focus on characteristics of what we should be doing yeah sounds like a good book man i've read it yeah i haven't actually read it either okay. but i've read parts of it sure and i know jefferson bethke puts out great content thanks for the coffee oh you're welcome that was just part of me combating hustle thank you so much for listening to cross choke we had a lot of fun creating this episode and hope you enjoyed listening Please submit any requests, stories, or comments at tflministries.com slash podcast to stay involved. Remember, Zach reads your comments every night before bed. 
Don't forget to follow Zach at Ando Butte and myself at South Friday. Have an amazing day and join us next week on Cross Choke. Day in and day out. Oh, that's a day in, day night. <laughs>